Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Each year, millions of people around the country and world raise funds and awareness to save lives and battle cancer through the Relay for Life events. We're going to find out why people are so passionate about that and how it helps the American Cancer Society take action. Today with us, Kimberly Arendt, the Senior Manager of Community Development from the Western Region of the American Cancer Society, and Christina Kelly, Director of Communications for the American Cancer Society. Welcome. Thanks for coming here today. Thank you for having us. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you're here. I want to talk about this Relay for Life as this time of year, you know, spring and there's a little more daylight and people are more interested in staying up later and sometimes all night. And and that's what I want to get into. Um, I guess we got to lay down a few basics about the American Cancer Society and what, what we're talking about. American Cancer Society has been around for over 100 years, I think. Right, Christina? That's um, right. Everybody kind of knows about them, but uh, you guys have a focus right now, um, Relay for Life. And another one you guys are particularly interested in is uh, the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. I want to make sure we talk about both of those kind of as, as much detail as we can today. Uh, Relay for Life, how long has that been around? It's becoming pretty well known, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's been around since 1985. We're pretty lucky that uh, Relay for Life was actually founded here in Tacoma, Washington by a doctor named Dr. Gordy Platt. Platt. I don't know why I said Platt. Um, Dr. Gordy Klatt. And um, he made a stand one day and said, I am sick of seeing so many people dying and being diagnosed with cancer. I'm going to make a stand. And at Stadium High School, he went and walked around the track for 24 hours. And during that time, he reached out to family, friends, people in the community, and they provided donations to support him. And that was really where Relay for Life started. And from there, we've grown to over 5,000 events throughout the United States and across the globe. And what makes Relay for Life so special, in my opinion, is the fact that it's very community-driven. So we bring this idea of Relay for Life that was started here in Tacoma, Washington, but we really give it to each community to develop that event to make it a fundraising event that their community wants to be involved in. So it started out as a 24-hour walk. We're seeing a lot of these walks transition now into shorter events because of the wants of the community. Um, We're seeing some of these events transfer into more like vendor fairs, but all with the same purpose of raising money to support the American Cancer Society and the mission we have, which is to eliminate cancer. Wow, so that is kind of interesting. I didn't know that it actually started right here in the Northwest Tacoma. That's kind of a source of pride then um, for us here and thousands of them around the world. So it's not just one of these one-time-a-year events that that is a day and everybody from the whole Northwest would have it. There are several around in every little community up and down, uh, well, for today, we're talking Western Washington and Puget Sound area, right? Mm-hmm. Everett, there'll be one or two, and then Monroe and Snoqualmie and Issaquah and oh, yeah. Woodenville, yep. Tacoma. So Renton and Kent, that's what's going on, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Uh, and like you said, it used to, I, I know a guy who's like in his 70s and has done this, and he started posting about this on Facebook. I love Facebook now for events like this. Throughout the night, he would post uh, that he was walking, and then he got up again and did another couple of laps, you know, at 2 in the morning or something in memory of somebody. Is, is that why people do this? I mean, I suppose there's a lot of individual reasons why people do this, but this is – you dedicate yourself to stay out all night, right, and do something for a real cause. What, what's the – why do, when you talk to people that signed up and say, I'm going to start a team or I'm going to join your team, there's a why behind each of those, isn't there? 
Absolutely. Everyone has a connection to cancer, unfortunately, and everyone does relay for different reasons. It's something that when we are talking about Relay for Life out in the community, um, you know, everyone has a different story to tell in their connection to cancer. Um, I know that I have one example of a very strong fundraising team that um, was moved by Relay for Life after the loss of one of their spouses that was part of that team. And that really brought them together as an office. And then they assembled and decided they wanted to fight back and make a difference against cancer. Um, we have people who also have had their canine companions diagnosed with cancer who make a stand and want to participate in Relay for Life. And we are seeing events like in the Kirkland community that are integrating dogs into their fundraising walks because canine cancer research is often um, connected with human research and can be utilized on our furry friends. So we're seeing there are different reasons why people relay and um, it's all about bringing people together to remember those who have passed from cancer, recognize people who are still struggling in your community, and then to raise funds to support our mission. I, you know, I, I want to get into a lot of more details on some of those sure. uh, intricacies, but let's, again, start with a few bases. So how does somebody, like, start a team, or how does one maybe even go with an event? So if one community says, you know what, I want to start one of my own right out here because we don't have one this close, so... Maybe if you're able to give us the little primer on start to finish how an event can get started, you know, maintain its legs to do it every year or and or maybe and how a team can or a person starts to raise their own money, too, and, and join that effort. Sure. So in the King County area, we have 10 Relay for Life events. So um, we typically direct people to participate in one of those events, but people are more than welcome. If the relay model is not something your business is particularly interested in walking or participating in, we do welcome people to start their own fundraisers to support a relay for life that is nearby in their community. So we have different um, businesses and offices do things from happy hours to chance to win baskets to hosting spaghetti feeds at their local church all in a means to help support the American Cancer Society. And that's something we're really moving towards is providing more flexibility for people to create and innovate their own fundraising events that then they can utilize to support us. And what kind of support does the American Cancer Society give to a someone who just calls up or clicks on a, a, a tab, you know, on the website the first time says, hey, we don't have one out here. And let's say, let's say the first time Woodenville wanted mm -hmm. to start one and maybe it was 10 years ago. I don't know how long they might have been doing one. How do they? What kind of support and does the American Cancer Society, the local chapter, uh, give them? Sure. We typically connect them with their local community development manager who will set up a meeting and really try to provide resources for them. We have a lot of best practices and how to create a good fundraising event in the community. We also talk about the mission of our organization and provide them with information about where donor dollars go. And um, then we look to see how we can best support them. So it's really a case-by-case -case basis. But I think that our team works really well on helping develop a fundraising event that is interesting to the community and then also um, is achievable. So there's like a template or a yeah. boilerplate mm -hmm. that says, here's what you got to start with and reach out to locals. And you might find A, B, or C that... Uh, I don't know, somebody at a local school and track is mm -hmm. interested in this and mm -hmm. here's how to then recruit them and, and right. interest them. We've been around for 30 plus years. So the likelihood that someone's already done a similar fundraising event uh -huh. to what you're thinking of is very likely. And so we have just an array of templates and, uh, you know, proposals for different fundraising events that we can share with community members to help 
get them engaged. And, you know, you can think outside the box. I mean, if you have a little watering hole where everybody knows your name, there's no reason why you couldn't go in there and talk to them because you're part of that community. Hey, you want to donate for every pink drink? You want to donate a dollar to Relay for Life? It, you know, the creativity is wide open for how you can, you know, come up with ideas to raise funds in your own community. I like that, that wide open. Because <laughs> uh, some people think of these, oh, I know what that is, and I, you know, no, yeah. you know I, I can't do that. But if you're saying, oh, no, whatever floats your boat, do it that way. Yeah, I, I, uh, last year I gave a wine tasting. Those people who came to my wine tasting had to donate a certain amount, you know, for, the, in this case, it was making strides against breast cancer. But, you know, they came, they got a chance to um, donate to a worthy cause and taste wine. <laughs> and uh, Kim, you mentioned uh, in that last go around uh, something about telling people where the money goes to. Is that an important part to, I guess, for some people say, uh, yeah, I kind of want to raise money for the American Cancer Society, but I mean, these days people really want to be accountable with where their charity dollars go. Is that part of that? And are you able to talk to that? I mean, do, so is that part of the Relay for Life, putting it right up front? Here's what will happen with the money. Absolutely. I think that one of the biggest takeaways from coming to a Relay for Life event is learning about everything that the American Cancer Society is doing, not only throughout the U.S. and throughout the globe, but even locally here in King County. We are so lucky in this particular market because we have such huge research institutes which are in our backyard that the American Cancer Society is investing in and providing grants for local researchers, including Fred Hutch, University of Washington. And so it's really appealing for us to talk to people in the community about, you know, we're not just going throughout the world, but we're also right here in Seattle in this market donating money to research. And also something that is really near and dear to my heart is to talk about the patient programs that we offer and support. Um, We do not just do research. We focus on survivorship. We focus on supporting cancer patients throughout their journey. And we work really hard to provide funding for different programs, including a ride service, including lodging. That 1-800 number that we have is open 24 hours a day and is supported by our fundraising dollars so that anyone with a question can get question of cancer can reach out to us um, and get their questions answered. A lot of patient programs supported mm-hmm. by these dollars, as well as research to figure out, we'll just get cancer stopped <laughs> in the right. first place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we talked about it. Let's talk about uh, getting involved. Uh, websites, phone numbers, go ahead. So you did, let's start there. Uh, there is a, a 24-hour, right, phone number, right. toll-free. People have any kind of questions about cancer or the American Cancer Society. Maybe, hey, I do want to volunteer. I want to yeah. learn more about this. Okay, there's a mm-hmm. 1-800 number, right? Yes. So our 1-800 number is available for any questions you might have about cancer, about any upcoming research that is going on, um, anything about like navigating insurance and through your health care and how mm-hmm. to navigate that while you're going through treatment. Um, it's also an opportunity to learn about local events in your community that you can support. It's an opportunity to learn about different volunteering as well. So our 1-800 number is 1-800-227-2345. And it's 24 hours a day, like I mentioned. And it's also a live individual on the phone. You're not going through an automated system, which is always nice, right? Push three if you are really concerned. (laughs) Exactly. So, so, okay, now people have got that phone. uh, Mm Want to hear that phone number? They got their pencil, so say it again. 1-800, right? 1-800-227-2345. 
888-253-2345. Okay, and then online, let's say people want to find a local Relay for Life. We're talking about ones mm-hmm. here in King County and just, uh, well, anywhere, but... Right. So you can go to RelayForLife.org and search your city to find your nearest Relay for Life event. Like I mentioned, there are 10 of them here in the King County area. So type in your city, type in your zip code, and it'll navigate you to the closest Relay for Life event in your area. Yeah, so I used that this week uh, waiting for you guys to come in. Um Starting like April 28th and May 12th, there's ones in Husky Stadium, Kirkland and Sammamish on May 19th, mm-hmm. June 2nd in Bothell, Issaquah, Renton, Monroe, Snoqualmie, Burien, every, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. There, there's one coming up, especially in the spring, you know, the lighter, longer, and these things get warmer. going. A little warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now let me ta- ask about so what that is like. So often they're at a school or a track or something. Like I said, Husky Stadium has a pretty big one, I think, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're like little tents set up or booths and people must have teams right so you gotta have right. some little water and i don't know what do you what a, everybody's different right you but want me to you know give me a few give yeah, a give me, yeah sure so we used to always have our events on fields and tracks and now we're actually seeing a lot of events move to parks oh, so cool. for example the relay for life of kirkland is at Juanita beach park i love that beach yeah. i know Juanita beach yeah <laughs> so i mean it's a beautiful walk on the boardwalk uh in front of lake washington what doesn't sound uh great about that so um but the scope for relay for life is you're walking laps and you take turns with your team members walking laps most of our events are 12 hours or greater so that's a long time to be walking um but teams come to relay for life events they set up a campsite 12 hours is a big commitment you come you set up a canopy you bring your lawn chairs you bring your snacks Um, We have vendors that come into these events as well. We have a stage with a DJ who's got music playing to keep the energy up. And then throughout that length of time, we have activities almost every single hour to keep our participants engaged. So you're not just walking. You're also participating in Zumba or taking a yoga class or doing cornhole tournaments. So there's a variety of things that every Relay for Life event tries to bring to spice up the event. And each community designs it themselves. So every relay will be unique. So that's cool. So Mm -hmm. keep you entertained or, I don't know, I guess that's the right word, entertained, Mm -hmm. engaged, I think is what you said. So a community, like you said, at the UW might have a lot of I don't know, frats and sororities involved, mm-hmm. whereas one on the east side in Bothell or Woodenville might be completely different. And mm-hmm. like, what'd you say, at a park with dogs? Right. Tell me about Bark for Life, right? Not, yeah. not Relay for Life, but Bark for Life. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that one. Sure. So that's at Juanita Beach. That is the Relay for Life of Kirkland and the Bark for Life of Kirkland. So it's two events combined into one. Um, mm-hmm. The morning time is very dog friendly and the dogs come dressed in their purple attire. Oh, cool. They have a smooch booth. They have a dog costume contest. And then at noon, the Relay for Life happens. Dogs are still welcome to come, but this is more for our fundraising teams. And they come and participate in our opening ceremony. And then in the evening, we have our luminaria ceremony as well. And then we close out the event. But, you know, to get people sort of in the frame of mind and and really to understand the impact, they have the, the beginning laps or, or, or the survivor laps. Oh, you know, and that's where you understand, why am I here? You know, what what am I doing here? And then you see the survivors, you know, take that lap, and it's it's um, it's very touching and moving. So, uh, I kind of want to pause <laughs> right there. I think that's beautiful. Um, yeah, so some of this, uh, we've talked about it being fun and cute. It must be yeah. kind of emotional, and 
Because this is real people. This is people we're talking about in people's lives and the loss of lives uh, mm-hmm. that people know and the people walk in honor of some people who haven't survived, right? Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and, and support those who are walking who, you know, they're not alone. No one with cancer, as long as you're with us, is ever alone. And that's, I think it's important, even though it's a very fun event, it's important to understand the, you know, how poignant it is when those people come out there because we're raising funds to help them and and future generations. We are talking about fighting cancer today with Kimberly Arnett Arendt, I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name, (laughs) (laughs) and Christina Kelly, uh, specifically Relay for Life uh, throughout King County coming up here this spring. You can find one uh, in your neighborhood, relayforlife.org, and if you know there's one in your neighborhood, just put a slash Woodenville there or slash Kirkland, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. Christina? Is that the way to find them online? that's right. Um, I kind of want to go to, I don't know, when the sun comes up, there must be an I don't know, a rebirth of energy or something. That, what, is this, um, <laughs> what is this relay like in this group? And the people must have been tired. I'm telling you, you're tired, but you've committed to do this, and you're there, and you're there with your friends. Mm-hmm. and you're, What is it like as the sun comes up and you realize, ah, we're going to finish this, and we're doing something big? I mean, can you talk about the emotion and what people tell you? Or? Well, I think that, that Kim can explain the closing ceremonies, which are also incredibly moving and, and inspirational. They do the, the. I think one thing we haven't touched on is that the reason we have Relay for Life events for 24 hours is because we know that cancer never sleeps. And so for one night, we are taking a stand as individuals in the community to participate in this event and say, We know that cancer never sleeps. It's consistently in the lives of people who are fighting cancer, and we're going to stay up all night and support you. And so Mm -hmm. I would say the next morning is always a very tiring but rewarding morning for people who have stayed up all night. They are true to their word, and I would say 90% of the people who do come and spend the night do stay up all night taking turns. We do keep events and activities going throughout the evening. But the closing ceremony is really a time where we come together, we recognize the achievements that we've done in our fundraising throughout the year, we recognize that you know, we really did just make a stand by staying up all night and walking the track and supporting yeah. our cancer survivors in the community. And then it, we call it a fight back ceremony because although we've done an amazing job over the course of the year, there is still so much more to be done. And we need to remember that we are still fighting this disease and that we need to continue fighting and moving forward and investing in fundraising and research that we can utilize to find a cure. Boy, I like that, a fight back ceremony. Mm -hmm. Um, So if people are listening and they say, yeah, I I love this whole idea, but they don't know anyone who has a team and maybe they're not an all-night person or maybe they're not a walker. Mm -hmm. Um, How do they say, how do they pick? I guess I want to support this somehow. How do you find a team that says, yeah, they're, I do kind of know them or I want to do what they're doing? There's a menu of options. I would say the biggest thing is come and show up to a relay event. Come and see what this experience is. And just watch. Is. And just watch. It is a community event. It is open to the public. We welcome you to come and join us. Our luminaria ceremony, especially in the evening, I know is a very poignant moment mm. at our events. It's, oh, this is when the sun goes down mm-hmm. and you light some candles. Yep. Yeah. We light some candles and throughout the entire day we invite the community to decorate luminaria bags with the names of people that have lost their battle to cancer or who are still struggling. Um, to give you a bit of a visual, to circle a track takes about 1,200 bags and at every relay event we can fill those with names. 
And wow. it's nothing but a touching time and a time for people to remember those that have passed. And it's one of the most memorable ceremonies we have at our event. And it is something that people come back for year after year. Yeah, it's uh, walking that track um, at night lit up by these bags because there's candles in them. And to see the names of all those people as you walk around in that circle is just, it, it, it's overwhelming at times. But it's also very inspiring, and I think it keeps people on that track oh, and wanting must. to stay up. It must, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, boy, Relay for Life. I can't encourage people enough to go online, find one nearby, and just like Kim said, just if you're curious, go down and watch one. Find the date, go down and watch one, uh, if not support it already. Uh, it's just easy to write, just to click. I mean, this is a great thing about the Internet uh, age prior to the internet. I mean, people really went door to door and said, hey, please support me. I'm going to walk. And this is one of the great reasons that the internet is is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing you guys do, and it's not too early to talk about October, right? Because that's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk is also something kind of big around here, getting bigger, isn't it? Tell us about this. Yeah. So we have a 5K walk that we do in October to Um, raise funds specifically for breast cancer. So something about Relay for Life that I'd like to mention is that that is raising funds for all forms of cancer. There is no um, specific form that we are specifically focusing on. The Making Strides Against Breast Cancer, which is on October 20th at Gasworks Park in Seattle, is going to focus on raising funds for breast cancer research and um, breast cancer programs. So this is similar to Relay in that you sign up and register a team online and come out and walk. Um, we do have sponsorship for this event as well, but it is a 5K walk, and then we do a celebration event after the event as well. So that's already on your calendar. People can look that up online and, and It is start. live and ready to go. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess, I guess what I want to say is both of those things, all of those things you guys do, it's a, it's the community. It's people coming together. This one's a much bigger because it's kind of all Seattle or mm-hmm. Puget Sound, right? But, all Puget uh, Sound. But I like these little relays here in the spring that are just, you know, individual cities, and, and it's the community. And it's uh, like uh, Christine said about uh, going to a local bar that you know the guy and say, hey, support me. And so that mm-hmm. each individual place is feeling that, yes, you're a person – who's had cancer. I know someone who's had cancer, my mom, my wife, you know, it's, it really is real for people. How about a story or two about, you know, cause this is real people, not just dollars we got to raise and numbers of walks that there are. Well, I, I'll tell you how important this, the research funds are. We had a, have a volunteer her name is Christine Olson. She was diagnosed with a very aggressive triple negative breast cancer. Um, the kind that they tell you, you know, right then and there, you're going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, even though they found it early, she knew that her prognosis was poor. Um, they told her that had she come in two years earlier, um, the, there was no positive prognosis for her. But because we raised money for research, she was able to uh, be involved in clinical trials, in immunotherapy, um, and as a result... Today, she goes out and speaks for us because she's a walking miracle of what money, when you raise money, you saved her life. And she says, I don't know if it was your dollar or your dollar or whoever dollar, it, it came 
you know, and put in the pot. But the result of that was you saved my life. Wow. And the, the sad part about that story is she has a 19-year-old daughter who was also diagnosed with the BRCA gene. And now she's out there saying, you know, you, the funding that you gave in the past saved my life. Now I'm looking at a kid who's going to be facing, you know, potential breast cancer in the future. I need you to raise dollars now so that the researchers can get on that and save my daughter's life. And I will tell you, uh, we fund researchers oftentimes early in their career. And out of all the researchers we funded, you know, um, 47 of them have won the Nobel Prize. So we ain't fooling around. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story. Yeah, I like the Nobel Prize into that story, too. Um, gosh, that makes it so real. Uh, uh, these really are people. Any idea where research is going? I know neither of you guys really work in that field, but where the next kind of research is headed or anything like that? Maybe I'm way off base with this question. Just no, say so. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I know that there's a lot of emphasis on looking at our own immune systems as our best defense mechanism oh, for yeah. attacking cancer cells. So there is um, a lot of research going into immunotherapy and looking towards that as our next best thing as a way to train it and kind of build up its strength so that it can attack cancer cells from within. But that... that research and especially when they get down to genes and individual mm-hmm. I mean that's just stimulating it's fascinating I wish I was a bigger scientist guy and I knew all those things but every time I, I hear something like that explained even deeper and read an article I go wow that's awesome they're getting close you know mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's fascinating genomes yeah the, <laughs> yeah the human genome and DNA and chromosome mm-hmm. man I mean they didn't know any of this stuff 50 years ago this is awesome hey we're, we're gonna run out of time so I gotta ask if we've left anything out about uh, either relay for life uh, the making strides against breast cancer walk how to get in contact volunteer donate uh, anything you guys want to bring up about relay for life here before we have to sign off. Sure. I just want to reiterate that this is a community event. It is free to attend any of our fundraising events. There is no registration fee. We simply ask that every individual who signs up for any of our events tries to raise $100 to support our mission. That's a very attainable goal. And um, it's because of that that we are able to involve so many community members. And I think that's something that really sets us apart is that people from all walks of life, all age groups can come out, raise funds, at least $100, oftentimes they go way above that goal, um, and, you know, make a difference. It's a great way to um, spend your time in the community. Not only that, but it funds Road to Recovery. We have volunteers who drive cancer patients to their appointments when they can't get there. Oftentimes, if you're getting radiation, for example, you have to go 30 days in a row. Even if you had the means, it's, that's hard to do. And so we have, we have drivers who will pick up these patients and take them to their treatments and, and take them home. When you miss cancer treatments, you basically diminish your, your recovery. Yeah. And so we have that. We have lodging where they can stay um, either free or reduced costs. We have patient navigators. We have people like our 24-7 phone line. So when you participate in Relay or in Making Strides, you are in your community. You are keeping those those programs viable. I like that. Relayforlife.org, folks. Uh, look it up and join it and get involved. Thank you guys so much. We've been talking today with Kimberly Arendt and. Uh, 
Christina Kelly, both from the American Cancer Society and the West Region and King County. And there's all sorts of ways I could break it down. <laughs> but, you know, look it up, folks. <clears throat> Cancer.org is the, the nationwide uh, American Cancer Society and RelayForLife.org and then slash look up a local one for in your community. Thank you guys so much for being Thank here. Thank you and gosh, for having a, us. A bigger thanks for everything that the American Cancer Society is doing to eradicate cancer. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.